It's time to bring in Bill Baruch here. He's president of Blue Line Futures. He's joining us to talk commodities. Bill, welcome. Good Tuesday morning to you. Just looked at, well, how ahead of the Bank of Canada tomorrow, the loonies in a bit of a range, but has been cascading lower from the highs that we saw earlier this year, much like the WTI. Talk to us about what you're seeing in terms of energy markets as we get set for the open this morning. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think energy markets, we've been uh, just cautious of late. Um, when, when we were moving below 80, that was that was really the signal. I think I've been on, the, on your show a couple of times. That was the uh, the level that you want to be buying. And and really, when we rallied out of that, it was another lower peak. And it's just been continued lower peaks. I think as we head, head into the midterms, too, it, it, it just feels like a trade that you don't want to uh, try to try to press to the upside this moment. And the White House is going to, uh, although they, they did talk about having to buy, but they are really still going to release SPR. It's going to distort these weekly numbers. Uh, and then China remains somewhat weak. China's imports, uh, you know, was it down down two percent uh, month over month? I think on the data yesterday. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think with right now, energy, just be cautious. I'm looking for another dip below 80 as a buying opportunity. Some of this tied to uh, President Xi, uh, Xi Jinping lining his, uh, uh, you know, uh, party with loyalists ultimately, and, and well, this could mean further uh, strict COVID policies ultimately, and well, uh, there are some concerns in terms of China out there. Yeah, that's something we actually we've been writing about for a couple of weeks is is with this Omicron subvariant out there. Yeah. The risks right now could be to the downside. You know, you don't want to have this, you know, you know, a great position in, in crude oil in some manner and then wake up and, and you get this. You start hearing more and more on lockdowns. So it's just I think for us, it's just been a cautious tone. I mean, we've been extremely bullish crude oil for, for a very long time and going back to June 20. Uh, and, and it's just been the gift that keeps on giving. But there is a time to you, you got to recognize where to, where to kind of pull back a little bit. I think on a sentiment basis, too, you know, a, a nice little cleansing for those who have been long and, and just kind of keep buying the dip and have been sort of ingrained that, that they're going to make money in buying the dip. Mm -hmm. it, this the move to 76 was was a little bit of a washout, but not, not a real cleansing. So, I, I mean, I'm going to, again, just remain on the cautious side for the time being. You know, Bill, to that point, I've been watching uh, prices at the pump. AAA is reporting that they've been inching higher. Nothing to get too concerned about them in terms of the national average at this point, but above where they were last month. So, again, that weighs on sentiment. That also weighs on demand as well. And back to your point earlier in terms of the Biden administration releasing the SPRs, I was under the impression those reserves were to have when we were in an energy crisis, not in an effort to drive prices gasoline down. That seems to be a bit of a slippery slope. Yeah, it's 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 a political tool, and I mean, I've you know, it, it, it seems like they didn't like what OPEC uh, Plus came out of their meetings with by cutting production. They took it as a slap in the face, and then they they pressed down on on their on their yeah. selling. It reminds me, you know, I've used this before, probably on your show. I mean, about 20 years ago or whatever it was in 2007, uh, 15 years ago, there's you know, work as a broker and work with traders who just institutional people I've seen, big people with big money, they had big pockets to keep selling something. And, and um, you know, wheat was one that I saw somebody just kind of faded and worked out in the end. But the next thing that came up was was natural gas. Natural gas spiked up four months later, and they didn't have the wherewithal to, to withstand that. So it's not the mentality. I mean, even just as a regular trader, you can't just keep throwing uh, money after, you know, good money after bad if, if yeah. you're in a position that, that you don't like. So I, I this kind of feels like that. It's not going to end well in the end here. And so when, when does that come? It could be a few months from now. Um, could be, you know, could be before the end of the year. But I, I think it's going to be a bullish narrative that's underpinning the market uh, pretty well here in the quarter one. And, and I do expect China to pick back up at some point. I, I wouldn't, you know, the Chinese refineries, I think, are going to be a very, very, very bullish factor in uh, in the coming months. They're, um, 
Chinese refiners, had, I think their exports of refined products surged like 36 percent year over year. They're they're capitalizing on these Russian imports, these cheap Russian imports. Mm. So it is distorting the market a little bit right now, too. Uh, energy ministers meeting in the uh, EU to discuss price caps here today uh, as we speak. I think uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about where inventory levels stand right now. We've been hearing again at multi-decade lows. The president's talking about replenishing the SPRs uh, in the $70 range. But I mean, I'm kind of laughing as I hear that. I mean, we're trading 83. That, that's that's great to talk about. But ultimately, will we see them back uh, at that lower level in order to do so? Listen, I I, I, hope, I sure hope we do see in the Lord. You know, I, I'd like the opportunity to be to be a buyer down there. Um, I, but inventories are kind of just trekking along the lower band of the five-year range. And so it's not a great situation. It's not yeah. it's not a you know fallout of you know the sky's falling sort of situation. So they're sort of just trekking along. I, I think that that puts us in a pitiful spot as we go into the winter because because that then it could fall out of the bottom of that range potentially here later this year. Bill, you mentioned natural gas. We've seen temperatures here, uh, well, in Chicago, in the Midwest for that matter, uh, unusually unseasonally be warm, also in Europe as well, which have kind of eased some of those energy concerns, at least as they head into the beginning of the heating season. Yeah, I mean, the natural gas prices have come off quite a bit. And, you know, you're seeing there, obviously, you're hearing what's going on in Europe. They've mm -hmm. got full stir storage. The, the weather's a bit warmer. Um, you know, it feels it feels like uh, you know it's qu very quiet right now. And I mean, if you start seeing these 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 prices sell off in the manner that they have, uh, I think it opens the door for a buying opportunity. You, you know, the winter is going to come at some point, and and it's usually it's not it's not November, December. It's it's February, March, and April. And the, you know, the natural gas, the the uh, spread they call the widowmaker. It's it's not just natural gas in general. It's the it's the March April spread because of how how violent those swings can be mm -hmm. when you go into January, mm -hmm. February, and March, and so forth. It, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And I mean, I think right now it was never expected to to be you know a very cold time of year right now. So this is I think potentially a buying opportunity, and, and if you can manage the risk on maybe maybe some sort of call spread uh, structure. Here's a look at the move off ten dollars. I just want to take a step back. This is the four hour time frame and the highs that we saw back in the middle of August to well recently below five dollars, but. Taking a look here again, natural gas, uh, you can see there was a couple tops up around that $10 level, really struggled to follow through with the move up that we saw off the lows from this summer. Again, we're basically right back to those or just below them. And here you can see the recent slide that Bill was speaking to. We saw that in the four hour as well. Talk to us about uh, how copper right now, I mean, kind of like crude, in a bit of a holding pattern and come off a little bit of a precursor maybe to uh, some of those China concerns that the energy traders uh, started to voice as of recent. But uh, definitely copper right now in a range after selling off again, uh, you know, struggled at the $5 level as far as I remember it was recently uh, before coming off to where we are right now. It's all about the Chinese yuan. I mean, the, the yuan has just just been pummeled here by the U.S. dollar. So the USD, C and H, it's not not tradable as a future. But you got to watch it. You you definitely got to keep a you know a pulse on it. Uh, trading view is, is a place to see it. You know, see USD, C and H. It's you know we were looking at the seven the seven buck level as as okay. This could be a little bit of a sticky area. Some some long term resistance. It blows. It's blowing right through it. I mean, it's trading a seven forty. I mean, so you've seen this this in you know five percent move in currencies is is pretty pretty large. So um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely keeping you know copper down. It's the precious metals. You look at days that that certainly coordinate where the USD CNH is higher and copper and the, and the other metals are lower. Look at just the last twenty four hours. It's that that's why gold 
That's why silver, even crude oil yesterday, I mean, obviously copper too, were all lower because of that uh, of, of that USD CNH strengthening. That's that's the real problem right there. Uh, it's it's ex, you know sort of China exporting deflation right now. So that's something to really keep a pulse on. There's a little bit of a rising trend line area. It's you know right above here at 740, maybe call it 743, 745. And, you know it's run up pretty big here the last couple of sessions. So maybe it could stall a bit. If you see that stall, then you'll see copper rally. Uh, Bill's gold still a dollar story. Yeah, I mean, it's a U.S. dollar story, but it's also a, a rate story. Okay. Um, the rates have come off a bit, but, you know, I, I think that's something where, I mean, gold's not on the low that it's recently been. So that's that, that sort of correlates there. But, it, yeah, it's a rate story. It's a dollar story. And, and, and you know, gold's really not going to be able to stay above 1700 and, and really kind of break back out above there until the dollar gives you a medium-term top. I mean, at least the dollar needs to stop going higher. Uh, but, but rates do need to back off from where they are from these levels, I think. And that's going to allow gold to rally. I think gold could be, you know, quarter one of, of next year's story. Um, you know, it could it could set up here by the end of this year too. There's some definitely a couple seasonals that work. There's a bull seasonal going on in gold right now. There's another one that takes place in the second half of December. Once that December futures and options contract roll off at the end of November, so you know, look a little bit of cleansing there. It's going to give us an opportunity. I think gold will have its time. It's done everything that it's really supposed to do. People, some people hate it, but it, you know, if you own it the way you should, you're supposed to. Be in, in, in your portfolio, then, then you're happy. Yeah, it has uh, for the most part. Again, we're not far off that all-time high up around 2100, hanging out right around that 1650 level as we speak. Talk to us about any other commodities in the metals or uh, energy markets here that we didn't cover. Grains, for example, I know you keep a close eye on as well, Bill. Uh, what are you watching that we didn't touch on? We're going through this harvest season right now. It's a little bit of you know of a, of a you know a little kind of wait for news. Um, and we got some positions in, in soybeans, um, right. you know, some puts going out to March. Not necessarily like it, it's, it needs to be rolling over right here, but I, I think a little bit elevated, tied to China and Chinese yuan strengthening a bit. Um, you know, you could see a little bit better, better, better crop anticipated. No, you know, in the U.S., so I think there's a couple of factors that that could that could open the door for a little bit of further weakness in, in the soybeans. That's the only thing really on my radar right now. So look at that. They've been contained here as well. $15 down to 13 it looks like. Bill, appreciate you joining us here. A solid breakdown. A look at commodities as we head into this Tuesday morning with the president of Blue Line Future.